Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. On this episode, I'm continuing coverage of Pet Dental Health Awareness Month by talking with Dr. Emily Stein, the co-founder and inventor of Teeth. So many pet dental health products only address plaque and tartar buildup on the surface of the teeth, but Emily found that it's important to treat the area below the gum line. Teeth has won recognition and awards since launching in May of last year, and thanks to recent press coverage, it completely sold out. But don't worry, it is back in stock now. Emily is an inspiring dog mom who decided to think outside the box and come up with a solution for a problem that many dog owners have. That's a common theme that I've seen across many of my interviews on this show. Do you want to connect with more disruptors, game changers, and problem solvers who are as obsessed with dogs as you are? Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group. We call it a lab because it's a great place to experiment, learn, and discover new ideas for your pet industry business. Just search Facebook for Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs and request to join today. Dr. Emily Stein first developed a fascination with the microbial universe in college at the University of Iowa. She pursued this passion to the University of California, Berkeley, where she sharpened her understanding of how bacteria behave and survive in tough environments. After she earned her PhD, she attended Stanford University to pursue a postdoctoral fellowship in immunology and rheumatology after witnessing the degradation of her grandmother's quality of life because of rheumatoid arthritis. Inspired by her rescue dog, Tinsley, who came to her with horrendous oral health from years of neglect, Emily used her expertise to invent teeth. It's a water additive that empowers good bacteria and outcompetes the bad bacteria for a naturally balanced, healthier mouth. Hi, Emily. Hello. I'm excited to talk to you all about teeth. I, I met you back at SuperZoo last year. Um, so, you know, I know that you guys won awards there and everything for how innovative your product is. Can you tell us? Yeah, can you tell us just how how teeth works exactly? Yeah, sure. So teeth works. The formula that we've come up with is called Protectin Forty Two, and that's basically we're solely focused on keeping forty two teeth in a dog's mouth throughout their lifetime. So a lot of people don't understand that sixty percent of the tooth of that is actually below the gum line. So we're taught to brush the dog's teeth and to give them um, toys or chews that really uh, work to mechanically get that plaque and tartar off the tooth surface, but all the products on the market are not built to go below the gum line. So this formula is explicitly focused on um, 360 degree whole mouth health even below the gum line. And it's just four simple ingredients that are nutrients that um, work in a two-pronged approach. The first approach is to block the bacteria from eating carbohydrates and sugars. Um, because that they then turn that immediately into to uh, things that cause inflammation of the gum tissue or additional plaque and tartar. 
And then we also, the second prong is to feed the beneficial microbes uh, through uh, use of vitamin and an amino acid, which start to, they start to eat instead uh, and break down protein, which creates a much more healthier microenvironment in the mouth and uh, grows beneficial microbes. So the total overall result is to stop the growth of harmful microbes like E. coli, salmonella, uh, things that make that stinky dog mouth, um, dog smell, and then um, simultaneously grow the beneficial ones to help protect the dog's health. Yeah, it's so interesting. I think that um, people are kind of catching on to the concept of probiotics and prebiotics for like their gut health. Um, and so I think that it sounds like you're sort of doing a similar thing, but focus on the mouth before it actually gets down to the gut area. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So a lot of people are, are familiar with like leaky gut um, and that's a lower GI condition where, you know, you have um, too many bad organisms in the GI tract and that causes leakiness and inflammation of the lining of the the gut. <clears throat> well, the thing actually, it happens in the mouth too. It's called gingivitis and bleeding gums and it's just a lot less... Um, uh, commonly discussed, but it, it's been happening and, and, you know, it's been relegated to, I think, the world of dentistry for so long, but now um, us microbiologists are kind of coming in and, and pushing the reset button on how we think about uh, the microbiome and overall health and, and inflammation. And so this is a, we're, we're really a, a driving, um, trying to change the dialogue and how we think about oral health and oral hygiene. Yeah. And so right now in February, it's Pet Dental Health Awareness Month. Um, and that's something that I always try to promote on my blog and social media and everything because dental health is related to like pretty much everything else in your entire body. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So oral hygiene has been linked to everything from autoimmune diseases, like my grandmother, um, had rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, it's been linked to lupus or um, psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, uh, all the way to certain kinds of cancers, most recently pancreatic cancer in humans. In dogs, it's linked to some cancers. It's linked to uh, liver problems, kidney problems, um, even dementia in dogs. Wow. So um, it's a real systemic, yeah, it's, it's the mouth. When you think about it, the mouth is connected to everything. It's the opening of the body that is solely takes in food and, and new new experiences, right? And anything, all new ingredients, liquid and, and solid, are taken up through that mouth. And so it's the gateway to the body. And how healthy uh, the mouth is, is connected to, you know, the rest of the body. So the lower GI tract definitely is linked. Um, and what we've seen even, you know, we're, we're recalibrating and rebalancing the oral microbiome to make it a healthier microbiome. But we're also seeing benefits then in some dogs that have had irritable bowel of really, you know, improving gut function um, in those dogs. So it's really cool, actually. Yeah, that's really, it's super interesting. I think that, you know, when people hear Dental Health Awareness Month, like maybe it doesn't sound that exciting no, <laughs> to them. It's not. Um, and they just, they just think about teeth or like bad dog breath or something. Um, but it really, it really relates to pretty much everything, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So when you think about it, bacteria know no boundaries and they are so tiny and there are so many. In fact, the mouth is the second most diverse, most abundant, um, source of microbes in, in, in the animal and mammal body. So uh, we're talking 
it's chock full of microbes. And for instance, every single kiss, it transfers millions of bacteria between you and your dog or you and another human being. And so just think about that. <laughs> Interesting. Um, maybe we shouldn't release this around Valentine's Day. <laughs> just just pop a little tea. If you're, you drink a little tea, swish it around, you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious, I know that you have a human product, mm-hmm. um, but then teeth is the, is the pet product. Um, and what inspired you to, you know, create something for pets specifically? Yeah. So I was already working on the human product because my grandmother had a stroke after, um, she had a t- couple of teeth pulled because of her, um, rheumatoid arthritis pr- progressed so badly that she could no longer brush her own teeth. And when she was, wow. yeah, I was at Stanford and she was back in Wisconsin in assisted living and they didn't, they, I didn't know that they didn't take care of people's teeth if, you know, people weren't able to take care of them themselves. So it was a huge learning opportunity for me in my grandmother's oral health crisis. So I, I, you know, I biohacked my grandmother's mouth and then f- figured out the approach, the initial approach, put it in a, something as simple as a dental mint so my grandma could suck on it after she ate something or drank something and she needed to clean her teeth. Um, <clears throat> so that was already in process. We were, you know, in the market for that. And then about four years after um, finished that, I rescued Tinsley. And I just, you know, I have a I'm soft spot for black and white cocker spaniels. And um, I saw her. She was an older dog um, on the... SPCA website up in uh, middle of Washington state. And I was still living in uh, the Bay area at the time. And, you know, I just kind of fell in love with her. She had one of those cute, ugly faces, you know, (laughs) and and I was just afraid she wasn't going to get rescued because 75% of older dogs with uh, don't get rescued mainly due to the cost associated with their care. And a significant portion of that is actually dental problems. And so Tins was one of those dogs. And so I, I cashed in my frequent flyer miles, went up there, uh, got her. They warned me about her breath, but holy cow, it was <laughs> insanely potent. I, you know, I had to rent a car to drive us back down to the Bay Area. I had to roll down every single window. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to get us, uh, it was so horrendous. And then that's bad. That's the really only bad. time I've ever had to roll all the windows down is like when my dogs have rolled in. Deer, yep. <laughs> some deer, something. <laughs> yeah, I understand completely, but but this was this was it, it smelled like death, and um, in fact, her um, her health uh, declined significantly within the you know the day and a half drive to the point where I had to make an emergency vet visit for her. We had to remove twenty one teeth um, in that visit, and she was wow. yeah she was on so many months of antibiotics. That's half of her teeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. And she'd already lost a couple of teeth before that. So she didn't have many oh, teeth wow. left. And it turns out that um, her the bacteria from her mouth had spread to the rest of her body. So she was actually in, in, had sepsis, which is a bloodstream infection. And she was, um, she could have died. So I, yeah, was, you know, in that emergency vet visit, it was six grand on my credit card. Luckily, I had six grand of space on my card to save her life, but it was... But yeah, really. It was I, rough. Yeah. I could see how a lot of people wouldn't be able to afford that and they would have to make a different decision. Yeah. yeah. And and so a lot of dogs actually go into, I'm finding this out through our give back program, but a lot of dogs are going into shelters in older at the older ages because um, they're pet parents can no longer afford their care 
and which is yeah. really sad when you think about it. I think it's so sad, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm a big senior rescue advocate. So, um, you know, a- any way that we can help them feel better or, you know, something like this, like, you know, people, I think you have to, you know, buy a new product such as teeth or, or whatever it is that you're using as like a preventative, but it cuts down on, like you said, like a $6,000 bill that you might have at the emergency vet. Yeah. And yeah. Emergency vets are expensive. And, you know, even a dental cleaning these days is it's, it's expensive. So, and you know, it's not, not good to have multiple dental cleanings for the dog every year because of the anesthesia. So, um, on the risks associated with that, but it is really important. So we were trying to build products basically that are entirely safe, but actually work, are carbohydrate free because a lot of the chew treat, dental treats on the market are laden with carbohydrates, which just actually contributes to the disease process, doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't help it. And um, so we're just trying to rethink and reinvent dental hygiene for humans and pets. Do you ever discover a fabulous new tool to run your business and wonder why you didn't know about it sooner? That used to happen to me all the time. Luckily, through this podcast, I've asked over 100 women what their favorite tools, apps, and resources are to run their pet industry businesses. I put their recommendations in one place, and I'm so happy that I can share that list with you. Discover over 150 apps, tools, and even the best squeaker to get the perfect doggy photo. It's all in the Wear, Wag, Repeat resource guide. The guide is totally free. Just go to wearwagrepeat.com slash guide and you can get your paws on it. Do you have a hard time finding dog mom gear that fits in with the rest of your style? I love my dogs, but I don't want paw prints on everything I own. The Wear Wag Repeat Shop is full of artist-designed apparel, handmade accessories for you and your dog, and stylish gifts for the dog-obsessed. Best-selling products like our Puppy Breath Candle and the Jungle Dog Dress have been featured on blogs like Proud Dog Mom and the Daily Dog Tag. Your dog is already spoiled, so treat yourself! Get 15% off your first order when you visit shop.wearwagrepeat.com and use promo code PODCAST. That's shop.wearwagrepeat.com, promo code PODCAST. So you guys are doing a really amazing job because I was on your website recently and you were completely sold out. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is really awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, so tell us tell us the story about about that. You you had some crazy huge order or oh something my gosh. that knocked you out? Yeah. So, you know, we're just we just launched Teeth in, in May and we've had a lot of great reception from big um and recognition from the big groups in the pet industry but you know we're a tiny little startup there's four four of us employees right even though we've been doing the science for 10 years the commercialization of this is only recent and our budgets aren't huge so we're not spending a lot on social media and we're doing things um uh, when we have the opportunity to and to get in front of people and introduce ourselves to folks. So we, we interestingly got on a local NBC program here in, in Minnesota and, 
in a morning segment on a Saturday morning, and we sold out because of that. Basically, we sold. We had. We sold. Um, I think over a thousand uh, units. So we sold out um, unexpectedly. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was fabulous, and uh, tested our ability to fulfill orders quickly. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> You know, it spread us as thin as possible, and we had a couple of hiccups, but I think we did pretty well. Um, you know, it was a good test run. I think that there's something um, that I've heard people talk about before. It's called the Oprah effect, and it is basically this: that like you end up on Oprah's list of favorite things, and then you sell out, and you like can't handle the volume of orders, yeah. and um, and it can actually be like worse yes. <laughs> for you than yeah. than beneficial um, because it's just so hard to like handle that kind of volume. Yes. So yes. Um, so was it hard for you to you know scramble and figure out how to how to restock and everything? Yeah, it was you know it was a mass all hands on deck trying to um, get the many you know so we manufacture in the United States through a, a partner who's got all the FDA certifications and, you know, they've been manufacturing things for pets and people for decades, family owned. And so we were on the phone with them the next day saying, help us. <laughs> you know, so, and, <laughs> and um, so they're great. And, and, you know, we've, we've now got 10,000 units ready to go for the next round um, to uh, hopefully there won't be too many uh, uh, folks, uh, dogs going without teeth for for longer than just you know several weeks yeah yeah no everyone should go go stock up but don't like order ten thousand units <laughs> at one time right because you'll give emily a heart attack, you'll give me a heart attack. <laughs> yeah because i'm a science geek right so this whole uh operations and manufacturing and production schedules are new to me <laughs> Yes. And it's a lot, it's just a lot to figure out. So it, has there been anything, cause I know that you, you know, with having the human product and then the pet product, is there anything about the pet industry that is really different from, you know, other areas of business? It's entirely different <clears throat> um, than the human healthcare market, which is very segmented. Um, and it just, you know, you dress up when you go to conferences or whatnot. And, and the cool thing about, the pet industry is I can wear jeans and tennis shoes and a t-shirt if I want at certain conferences, you know, and yep. you can have dog hair on your clothes and have, nobody will judge you. That's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> and everybody is super nice. Um, they've known each- it's a very small, cohesive group though. So a lot, you know, <laughs> you definitely don't want to piss anybody off because it's such a small network. Of it folks. is. It's a small world. Yeah. 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 And, um, I don't know. It's just, it seems kind of like a family. I, I really, I really dig it. I got to tell you. And everybody, you know, people who like animals tend to be really cool people. And so you get a lot of those folks in a convention center or, you know, across a table from you when you're talking about a business deal or like how to co-brand or market something for an event. And it's just a lot more fun, honestly. Yeah, I think it's it's really it is a really fun industry to be in, and uh, there's just so many startups like you, and people are doing like really innovative, really cool things, and it just seems like everyone's just so excited about what they're doing that it's just so high energy and awesome. Yeah, and I think that that's super super cool. The the one thing that's interesting though is you know there is this new 
newly emerging group of us that are coming in from very different places into the pet industry through, you know, um, I came from human healthcare, for instance, and, and other people are like programmers coming in or gamers, right? Writing, doing video games for cats, for instance. And so there's this influx of brand new energy and um, people. And it's a more diverse population of new entrepreneurs coming into the pet space from both a, a ethnic and um, geographical and gender. And so the old regime is are, are still there and still in control of things. But it's interesting to see this uh, pull and push and pull that's going on right now in the space. Yeah, the disruptors. Yep. You're one of them. I'm trying. <laughs> For sure. Um, so, okay, I, I think I can hear some little squeaks coming from someone sitting next yeah, to you. Yeah, that's Cashew. <laughs> Tell us about Cashew. Oh, Cashew. He is, um, so I had him sequenced, and he is um, a mutt of mutts. He's a bit of... Wait, what, what is sequ- That means that you had his DNA done. Yes, I had his DNA done. Okay. And, sorry, I don't oh, know the science. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. He's been sequenced. Uh, basically, my entire family's been sequenced. So we know our uh, genetic predisposition for things. For him, uh, he doesn't have any genetic predisposition for any diseases. So that's fabulous. Oh, wow. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah. But he's a, uh, let's see, he's about 25% um, German Shepherd. And then he's uh, over 20% Pit, over 20% Lab. And then he's a whole bunch of other things like Rottweiler, Boxer, Australian Cattle Dog. Um, He's just perfect. Aww. <laughs> yeah. And how how long have you had him? How old is he? You know, I was so when I moved from the Bay Area to uh, Minnesota, I um, lived uh, random with random people. You know, crashing on friends' um, couches and stuff because I didn't have a place to live yet. And right. so I was staying with a friend in her room, running a room from her, and she decided to foster puppies. Uh, there was a special um, litter and a mom that were at a kill shelter in Houston uh, about a year ago, actually. And um, and they were, you know, they only had a few days left before they were going to be euthanized. Cash was one of, Cashew was one of them. They named all the puppies after nuts. So Cashew, <laughs> Cashew, Cashew and Filbert um, oh <laughs> yeah, went to my friend Sherry's and I was living there and I just fell in love. And so um, as soon as I got a house, I was able to then rescue Cashew, and the rest is history. Aww. And what kind of stuff do you guys like to do together? Uh, we just, uh, we like to go, I'm going to take him snowshoeing for the first time this uh, tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I, we don't, we've gotten like no snow this really? year. I used to take my old dog snowshoeing all the time, and... Uh, it was really cool. I'm excited to see what happens with you and Cash. But she she got really smart and she would like walk in my footprints oh, when she got tired. So mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. So um, he loves the snow. It turns out whenever I have to go uh, shovel, he's just just. I mean, it's just it's like a gazelle jumping in the. You know, it's really cute <laughs> to watch. Uh, but he, he and I we like to take walks. He loves his walks. Um, dog park. Uh, he's really good at, at playing uh, fetch, surprisingly. Um, didn't have to teach him how to release. <laughs> he just drops it. Good. Um, and he, yeah, yeah, he, um, he's just, I haven't taught him yet how to swim. So that's, that's on our uh, agenda for this coming summer um, to go to a couple beaches and see how he does. But yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And is he uh, an official 
like tester for teeth yes. and, and new innovations? Yes, actually, he. Um, we're working right now on a treat that's uh, actually. So I I I want to feed bacteria, right? So we're actually building a treat for the oral bacteria in the mouth of a dog. <laughs> that looks oh, just wow. like a treat for a dog, but it's going to actually feed the bacteria. The good bacteria. Good bacteria. Yeah, it's going to be a prebiotic treat. Oh, neat. Yeah. But and so they'll kind of like chomp it up because I, yep. I've seen prebiotics, but they're they're all kind of targeted towards um, digestion and everything. Yep. So this is all the goal is to dissolve it as fast as possible in the mouth. So most of um, the reason why you can't, for instance, sprinkle teeth on dogs' food is because dogs just woof it down, right? And it goes immediately in the stomach and it didn't spend much time in the mouth. And so our whole goal is to do slow release or fast dissolving kinds of things with our uh, approaches that basically continually bathe those microbes with uh, this beneficial prebiotic that we've come up with. So, And is are the... Um like the prebiotics that feed the good bacteria in the mouth different than the prebiotics that feed good bacteria in the gut. Yes. That was a mouthful. Yes. They are, <laughs> yeah. You did well. That was hard to say. You did so well. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the beneficial um, prebiotics that have been identified for lower GI or gut health um, are actually a lot of fibers or uh, fructooligosaccharides. So, so sugars and fruit, fruit-based derived sugars mm. are good for gut health. They'll promote, um, a lot of fibers are great because they'll promote the growth of clostridia, beneficial clostridia strains and things like that that are associated with, you know, gut health. Um, in the mouth, it's different. You want to actually stay away from sugars and carbohydrates because, and you want to go more towards proteins, um, which favor healthful and beneficial microbes in, in the mouth and below the gum line. That's so interesting. So you're kind of trying to engineer this new treat that just dissolves super fast. Yep. In their mouth. Yeah, but that is so. But you're still then able to get that reward based. You know, hey, I feel good. I gave my dog a treat. You know, <laughs> kind of a thing. You feel good because everybody yeah. loves to give treats, and so it's like, okay, well, let's just put, let's come up with treats that are actually built built the right way for dental health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it can kind of be a supplement to putting the teeth yep, it, water exactly. additive in the water. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, we found that the more frequent a dog drinks the teeth water, the better and faster you're going to see the results. So that means we've got to come up with a couple additional products that um, really you know, expose these microbes throughout the day um, to these ingredients. Well, and I think they probably would work together really well because – Usually treats make you thirsty. Yeah, so that's exactly it. Yeah. It'll send them back to the water bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 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 Well, this is so interesting. I can't wait to see everything that you um, come up with. It sounds like you've got a lot of ideas to grow your product line and um, make dogs healthier yeah. with everything as well. Well, that's our goal. You know, dogs lose about a third of their lifespan if they don't have um, good oral health. So, And it is way more than just... Um, plaque and tartar. It's the gum tissue itself, which is the secret barrier that helps protect the dog against. Yeah. And these I, I mean, bugs. I never see anyone talking about that. Gum health does not seem to be a buzzword that you usually see. And that's when I'm working with vets to try and change the, the language. And, you know, it's an education for all of us. I'm just diving in because I almost lost <clears throat> two of my best friends, my grandmother and my dog. So I'm all about, hey, let's force the conversation. Let's rethink how we think about dental health and dental testing and all of that. So 
um, yeah, work in progress. <laughs> yeah, well, it's really awesome. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I hope that everyone listening learned a lot. Um, where can they go to find out more about TEEF? Yeah, so you can Google TEEF, T-E-E-F as in Frank, or you can go to our website, teefhealth.com. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Emily, so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.